0: A feeling asian a podcast where two agents talk about their feelings i'm young me mayor
1: and i'm brian park
0: i think i said two agents but i meant asians agents of chaos
1: <laughs> 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 um it's just us two this week
0: yeah we have a solo episode we like to do these to catch up every once in a while because we have so many stupid fucking ideas <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, before we before we get to our stupid fucking ideas, we're gonna do the Patreon shout outs like always.
1: Yeah. Once again, listeners, if you like the podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash feelingAsian. A little goes a long way. But any donation amount Gets you a shout out on the podcast where young me and I give you a positive affirmation.
0: Yeah, we try to make them make you feel good is what we're trying to do. Yeah,
1: I, still, I think we're still figuring out what a positive affirmation is. <laughs>
0: we're never going to. I'm never going to just Google it, which would take <laughs> 0.05 seconds.
1: Right, right. Uh, first shout out goes out to Sierra Bassa.
0: Sierra Bassa has really cool tattoos, you know, like the ones where you're like, yeah.
1: Sierra Bassa, you are a ray of sunshine.
0: Yes, I get that (laughs) vibe too, but kind of goth. Goth on the outside, ray of sunshine on the inside. That's kind
1: of funny, actually. Like a very positive goth. goth goth.
0: That's so funny.
1: (laughs) I'm really, yo, your dreadfulness is on point today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Brian, you look you look so goth good for you like that
1: yeah <laughs> positive. <laughs> positive goth Corny goth um next shout out goes out to saki sato
0: saki sato saki sato is uh just has the most nice skin i feel like that's what i'm the vibe i'm getting
1: yeah radiates a inside ra- and out what
0: was that ray of sunshine
1: <laughs> all of my affirmations goth
0: on the inside outside looks very positive but extremely goth and loves death <laughs> on the inside
1: thank you saki ashley on
0: ashley on. i'm getting
1: very athletic vibes
0: i was getting sort of like type a has her shit together that's exactly yeah yep that's strong it. leader right
1: yeah. yeah you're assertive yet gentle when it's necessary.
0: I think the theme of today's shout outs are two people that are two things at once.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Julia Wang. Julia Wong.
0: Julia Wong. I feel like this person is like very like rich. It's like urban feeling to me. Urban? Is that an affirmation? You're rich and Urban. Like, you know, like, city person. I'm Uh, street smart. I know how to...
1: Okay. Doesn't have
0: to look at Google Maps every time you go to the subway like I do.
1: (laughs) Right. Like, if you are visiting uh, a a large metropolitan city, you want Julia to, to guide you and show you where all the spots are. Yep. Yeah. Julia will guarantee a great time. Joanne Park.
0: Joanne Park, the opposite gets lost <laughs> needs google maps just to take her to the neighborhood grocery store like me but it's because she uses so much brain power
1: oh uh, this is the positive affirmation uh, at work, part. <laughs> an important job joanne park you uh work hard
0: you work hard <laughs>
1: uh next shout out goes out to tate tate mm. you
0: are you are just, you know, you humble are... Humble king. Humble king. Yeah. Humble king.
1: Tate is a humble king. Yeah. Tate is a hot name, though.
0: Tate is a very hot name. Tate is
1: also the name of a bully. It's like a, a bully a person. Name. A
0: little bit. That's your affirmation. <laughs> you're, you have the name of a bully, but you're not.
1: Uh, next shout out goes out to Wendy.
0: Wendy is just... Just has the most beautiful pets she loves them and takes care of them
1: you're incredibly grounded and for better or for worse uh your friends come to you because you have a good head on your shoulders and you give great advice okay uh chi fam
0: you know just when you look at them on the street you're like why can't my life be like that person (laughs) you know dressed well got their shit together why am i eating a burrito while walking down fifth avenue
1: are there certain people that you are jealous of like is there a pattern Uh, to whenever you have that feeling on the street of new york you're like jealous on the street
0: Uh, um i don't i don't get that are
1: they pretty diverse or yeah i guess what i'm saying
0: um not now that I'm older, but I feel like when I was younger, it'd be like, yeah. you know, you feel like competitive with somebody that looks better than you sort of thing.
1: Same vibe. Yeah. But yeah. now that
0: I'm older <gasps> that sort of feeling, I'm like, why? Because you always look like at people that are kind of similar to you. Is that what you're trying to say?
1: No. Well, it's twofold. It used to be kind of what you said. Yeah. Like people who fit the same similar mold. Like the competitive and then, thing. Right? Yeah. And then yeah, crazy, yeah. Crazy Rich Asians came out. And then that's when I realized, oh, I'm... I'm going to concede <laughs> gonna, this, I lost this battle.
0: I'm, I don't. It's fine. Um, I'm fine being an ugly potato. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, but in college, it was uh, the really rich international students. Oh. Like, damn, that'd be pretty nice to, to be that.
0: What is going on <laughs> with the rich international Asian students where they're so attractive?
1: They've always been attractive.
0: Because they're rich and attractive. That's not fair.
1: I think it's a... Well, there's like a classist thing at play. I think if you just have lots of money, you have access to lots of resources that can make you look good. (laughs) Damn. But damn. If I was born into that, no complaints. seems pretty nice. Next shout out goes out to Donna Kim. Ooh. Donna. We know this person. Donna Kim? Yeah, we met met Donna at... Or I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Dana Donna... At Guang's rooftop barbecue.
0: Oh, is it spelled D A N A, Dana?
1: No, D A N A H. Oh, now, for yeah, your yeah, positive yeah, affirmation. Yes yes, yes, yes. Incredible children's book author. Go wow. out there and pre order The Grandmaster's Daughter. Wow. We're going to put the plug in.
0: You're a great children's book. What if we pretended that was our psychic energy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Vadana, um, thank you for supporting the patreon and our last shout out for this episode goes out to Phoebe Wong.
0: Phoebe, you are um, you are I see like I can see you in my head. I have like a psychic vibe right now. I feel like you are like five, four height, long hair in braids and you are. Uh, that that's my guess. Tell me if I'm right. That's the positive affirmation. You're <laughs> the five positive four. Affirmation that's is a great height. Guessing
1: what they look like.
0: Being five four is amazing.
1: You're a goal setter. You work really hard, and you are a role model and inspiration for your friends because you you're very ambitious. You set a lot of goals, but. Uh, Time and time again, you achieve those goals.
0: Yeah, you did it. Yeah. I like how my, one of my, I really have to Google positive affirmation. <laughs> one of my affirmations today was you're 5'4". <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but yes, thank you, all of you who donated to the Patreon. Uh, it means so much. And once again, if you'd like to support the pod, you can do so at patreon.com slash feeling Asian.
0: Yeah. And if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, tomorrow is our live show. Um, mm-hmm. We have Feeling Asian Live once a month. This month we have amazing guests. We have Asa Kira, obviously very Bohan Phoenix, Bohan Phoenix, very very great. Jordan great. Mendoza, very, very amazing. <laughs> and the tickets are sold out, but there will be some some tickets at the door. And at the last day, yeah. I think uh, like they uh, they release the, a few. Yeah, they release yeah. a few. People so,
1: can ha- make it. It's Halloween weekend. The vi- Ooh, are we gonna make our? Should they wear costumes? wear costumes yeah
0: what if everyone shows up as squid game that'd be funny that'd That'd be be like what if that what if that happens that
1: probably there is a high likelihood that will happen (laughs) because squid game is the it's gonna be the most popular halloween costume i'm sure it is for sure yeah i'm dressing up as squid game you are yeah
0: oh right yeah yeah (laughs) it's gonna be a surprise for everyone it's gonna be a surprise who
1: in squid game (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh who you look like eight people in squid game right <laughs> that's not me being stereotyping i just think that's just like,
1: how i just look korean
0: you have that like strong like hair, eyebrow line i think that all the like korean actors have
1: yeah that's who, true who
0: do you think is the hottest person in squid game
1: uh the the north korean defector
0: yeah you know who i think is the hottest the the Place
1: the guy, I forgot oh, his name, Chung Hoyan.
0: Chung oh, Hoyan, yeah, she's so hot. Well, she's she's a model,
1: she's she was literally a high fashion model before she got cast in Squid Game. She's so hot, she is so hot. But yeah, have you been have you seen these new YouTube videos that have sprouted up where it's this straight up race science? <gasps> where they're like, I have seen that. Jung Hooy- this this is why Zhang Hooyeon is so attractive and they're like applying European beauty standards to her face it was was so
0: fucked up what the fuck who
1: asked for this
0: also a basic like starting a company based on the pseudoscience that literally led to Nazi Germany not the best look for a company in 2021.
1: Not the best look. They're, uh, they're like
0: the she's attractive because her like face meets European beauty standards. Bitch, she looks Asian as fuck. She looks like my mom when she was younger. <laughs> how is, how is she fucking anyway?
1: Well, uh, who do you think is the hottest in Squid Game?
0: The guy that was in the subway. Playing the
1: you. yeah, the one, all those memes where oh you want to get slapped by him.
0: Yes, <laughs> he's been hot. He reminds me so much of Daniel Day Lewis in a weird way. Kongyu, he meets European beauty standards. <laughs> 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 he's hot because his face looks white. And I'm Gosh, just God, and now, what there's, the, fuck, and now man. there's those, People there's are those so weird.
1: There's those images of him, like he did a Calvin Klein ad and mm. he's shirtless.
0: Don't show me that, Ryan. That is Ryan. crazy. To show the YouTube watchers. Don't yes. show us that. Not now.
1: Yeah, he's a hot dude. My favorite Instagram account of the Squid Game cast, hands down, goes to Ha Sung-tae. And he plays the gangster with yeah. the snake yep, yep. tattoo. His Instagram account is perfection. Like his caption game. Is it good? Is, oh I my seen it. God.
0: I'm gonna check it out. Like there, he
1: took a selfie of himself and he's just holding flowers. Oh, yeah, and I saw like, that. And he's like, thank you for making me a millionaire. But what he meant is a million followers.
0: Also, the funniest thing is he's posing like all of our moms. <laughs> yes. um, all of our moms, like a Korean mom, you get a camera and she somehow finds flowers and she's holding them like this. I'm like, <laughs> Where'd you get those flowers, mom? And So funny. All
1: of his posts are so sincere and like he's just like sincerely a very nice man. Yeah. But in the show, he plays a villainous gangster and it's a testament to how acting. his great acting, he's a great actor. Yeah. But all his captions are like, love you, like smile with like a heart emoji. Oh. <laughs>
0: just, yeah, it's so he cute. He is just a Korean mom. Yeah.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so I guess I could just go as myself for Halloween and I'm Squid Game. And when people ask you me which around. who in Squid Game, I say all of it. I'm all I of am all. Squid I Game. I am all of Squid I'm Game. I'm Squid
0: Game for Halloween. Oh my God. I asked Mino what he wanted to be for Halloween. He said, I want to be World War II for Halloween. And I was what? like, that's like your vibe. Like I am Squid Game. Mino's whoa, 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 whoa. World War Two. I was like, what does that mean? Like Lots the, the concept there. of World War Two, or what's going on here? He was like, World War II.
1: That's so funny. That's an
0: event, bro.
1: That reminds me of a uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm episode with Larry uh-huh. David where he like babysits a, uh, a gay child. And his, the whole thing is that he, he tells the mom like, I think your son's gay and she gets mm-hmm. really offended. But mm-hmm. the son is like an aspiring fashion designer and mm-hmm. he looks at the Nazi uniforms and he's like, I love the lines, like how like edgy it is. <laughs> and it goes like curses and crosses.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> That's me now.
1: Oh God. Um, but yeah, no. So sorry, that was a little tangent there. Uh, live show is tomorrow if you're listening to this today. It's going to be great. And yeah, more tickets should be available online.
0: Hope to see you there.
1: Hope to see you there. Um, okay, so let's it's just us two, baby <sighs> how are you feeling young me oh um oh, oh. i, I like entrapped. how you act ex- i was We're, thinking about the we've been doing guy. this podcast for over two years i like how we still act surprised i know
0: oh. no i am surprised i'm like oh shit people want oh. um, to hear
1: um i've
0: just i am feeling kind of weirdly like why do people want to hear me talk but mm. uh you know that's a that's something i have to get get uh out of my head, I guess, because if they didn't want to hear me talk, they wouldn't. So, like, if they do, then they do. You know what I mean? Right. Um. But oh, something happened, and I, I, I thought, I thought it was like, I have so many emotions about it, so I want to tell you. Okay. And it's kind of like a big deal. Okay. Oh shit. Um. So Mino, you know, goes to public school, mm-hmm. and somehow through his dad, um, received an invitation to apply to a very, very fancy. Uh, very well-known private school okay a grade school yeah. in manhattan it's like wow one of the top ones and it's not like the, sh- the, <laughs> the shitty it's not like those like rigid like the ones that like send you straight to harvard where you have to wear uniforms it's not like that it's like right. a progressive okay like k- hippie dippy school Great. like where it's just like they really care about emotions and they really care about your child and everything's like soft and stuff like that right i'm um, obviously i'm not gonna tell they
1: still send the children to harvard
0: because <laughs> everyone there knows right and it's like there's like a lot of like uh, you know, like quote unquote, like whatever, New Yorkers yeah. and stuff like that that go there. Um, and he received an invitation, and because obviously we can't afford it hmm. to get financial aid, um, I'm I'm sure it's okay that I say this, um, and then it makes it substantially cheaper. I think right. it makes it like a fifth of what the price is, and so it's still expensive, but it's kind of doable. Yeah. So we're, we're starting this process to see if he's gonna you know get accepted Mm -hmm. but i have a lot of emotions about this because Mm. the people you know it's manhattan right it's very it's a very expensive school yeah it's a well-known school it's it is like these things that people send to make sure that their children get to network with a certain community and get into like whatever college um and I don't know. And I have a friend whose husband used to go to that school. Okay. And she said that he had a hard time. I think he also got like some sort of financial aid. Right. Um, He had a t- hard time because all of his classmates were like billionaires kids. Right. And they would be like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? I'm, I'm taking, we're taking our private jet to like Vail to go skiing or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then he w- had a hard time because he was just like, oh, well, I I don't have a private jet or whatever, right, you know. Yeah. Um. And so I was kind of like, God, like, I don't want it to negatively affect him if he's just a regular kid Mm. among these people that are extremely wealthy. Right. Um, You know, because that's like, that's very hard. And I'm sure that the school, because it's so aware of emotions and stuff like that, they probably take a lot of pains to make sure that that's not a big issue but you know kids always know you know they always know like who's rich and who's not rich like yeah and psychologically like kind of a hurdle you know yeah so I was worried about that and so then I was like do I even want him to even be a part of that sort of Mm. you know environment right and then I was like but you know you do you know it's, it's like I am at heart an anti-capitalist like i don't believe in this sort of you know i'm like i don't believe in i i mean i love it you right, know right, like, right. give me that gucci belt buckle but right. like, but i don't believe in this fucking thing and like sending your kid to harvard i don't be- fucking give a shit about academics in really? that sense i don't
1: really interesting
0: like academics and that's i i, th- I want mino to know things about the world like right. history and like i don't want him to have like weird Propaganda, where he, you know, like I don't know, right. like weird ideologies, but just like, but, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I
1: get where you're coming from on this, and you know, I don't. Uh, I'm not a parent, so I haven't uh, had to like be confronted with these sorts of decisions. Yeah. Um, but you know, I did go to a high school like similar to what you just described from mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and you know, you and Danny are both like very level-headed. Uh, well-rounded parents, and you have like a good perspective on the world uh-huh. that isn't like incredibly myopic and like narrow. Where I feel like some New Yorkers who are like exist in that upper crust of socialite status, like that's all they know. They don't go anywhere but ben- beneath like thirty, like forty-second Street. You know? Yeah, yeah. And
0: forty-second. I've never even been to forty. <laughs> I've never been up up to forty-second.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but ultimately, I think that even if you go through with this decision and Mino does go there mm-hmm. he's still going to like be your son and That's like what have I the like you've imbued these values in him and like I'm sure there are going to be it's gonna be somewhat challenging at first because it is a big like culture shock more than anything to be surrounded by like this level of wealth or like people from like certain backgrounds yeah. but it is a ultimately I feel like it Probably, it will most likely be beneficial because that sort of yeah. access, like whether we want to admit it or not, that access to that kind of network yeah. provides such a leg up That's in society. What I mean. That's what I mean. I'm like, fuck
0: capitalism. I don't believe in networking with rich people, but I'm like, take my son, please. <laughs> please. Get be friends with that guy. He, his dad works at Goldman Sachs. Or, right, you know, like, right. But in, in the back of my head, I'm like, I want to give him the opportunity to thrive in this World that I don't believe in, I don't know. Like you know, it's, it's a lot going on. But obviously, yeah. if we get the opportunity, I'm gonna send him because it's like might as well. I don't, I don't want to ever uh, stunt his chances because of my fucking yeah. weird, stupid, my stupid ideologies that I probably don't really actually believe in anyway. You know what right. I mean? Like I, I want to try, but yeah, there's a lot of like concern. But also, yeah. I want to say that what you said with the culture shock thing, I don't think that kids of that age. Even are really going to be... They're probably all going to just be chill. Like, they don't mm. need, They don't really fully understand that concept. It's just later on, I think. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I guess... Yeah, I was definitely speaking from my own personal experience. When you went I went to high to, school? Yeah, I went to a... Yeah, what was that like? Yeah, I went to, like, a rich, preppy boarding school for high Yo, school. I remember you told me. Yeah, and um, the culture shock was a big uh, challenge for me because... And I didn't know this until after the fact, but like parents and it's fucked up, but parents will go to these alumni meetings and like befriend other rich parents of a certain class and then make sure that their kids get roomed together. And like the parents are basically uh, influencing how their children's tenure at the school is going to go because they want to ensure that their daughters or like their sons are friends with certain types of... Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Interesting. So
1: it's fucked. But uh, but in high school, like, you know, you, you you're some you're on your way there to becoming like an adult. Like you have a conception of yourself and like mm-hmm. what your interests are. And it was hard at first because I came from like El Paso, which isn't like LA or New York. Mm-hmm. And then I quickly realized like the things that I was interested in is quote unquote lame or like my fashion is a little bit. "Quote unquote," dated, mm. or it's not current, or I'm not trendy, and I felt uh, really insecure for a long time. And it's a similar thing to <laughs> what your f- your friend said, or like, "Oh, I'm going to do this for the vacation. What are you doing?" And like, there were like kids who would straight up take private jets and go to Hawaii for a weekend, mm. and then yeah. come back to school. So you
0: you have the same experience,
1: right? Yeah. And I and then you know, how
0: does that make you feel?
1: Oh, it made me feel. That was the thing, though. I felt horrible and shitty because i felt very quickly realized like oh i i'm not shit i ain't shit that's how i felt Mm -hmm. i'm like there's always like there's there's always gonna be people who are cooler than me or better than me or whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. and this is my 14 year old brain talking and um but overall like reflecting back on the experience i'm really glad that my parents provided that and sent me there mm. because once again it's like i i learned these soft skills to interact with these types of people mm. which in america you're inevitably going to have to engage and interact with because that's these true. are the types of people who have a pipeline into that's like true. you know these jobs where they make decisions for you mm-hmm. and as we know it's not always like meritocratic a lot of it is like networking and whether or not you can like play a certain version of yourself that endears yourself to these types of people and yeah um but i still like to consider my like i would hope and like to consider myself like pretty well-rounded because i went to a public school for college which Mm. was like a different experience from my high school and then i grew up in el paso so it wasn't like i grew up entirely in like a really uh in this bubble which is like in New York, you can have bubbles like the Greenwich, Connecticut bubble where mm-hmm. you're only with like other friends with parents who are like managing directors at Goldman Sachs. And then you go to like a hoity-toity school and then mm-hmm. you go to Harvard and like you don't interact with people like outside of your socioeconomic class, you know?
0: Yeah, that's like very bad.
1: Yeah, but like ulti- like again, like ultimately I'm glad I had it because I think it's uh, rounded me out more as a person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I can see that also.
1: But there will be like challenges for sure. Because
0: I think it's important what you said, because I feel like also part of this, you know, I hope that I can still these beliefs that I have, like money to me is not a marker of success. I, I think that some of the like the rich people, a lot of the rich people I know are some of the most like underdeveloped like not not good people not all rich people obviously but right. like, i've you know it doesn't really mean anything to be wealthy right and if anything i hope that maybe that i don't know if this is true for you but maybe that will show him that they're just people that just so happen to be born some of them you know with luck right you know it's not right. like because i don't want him to be one of those like weird people that like worship elon musk you know what i mean or something yeah. like that either i don't know i'm gonna be you're right i'm gonna be <laughs> there with him this entire time yeah and i'm gonna try to like lead him down my path right and that's if we get in i don't What we'll if have to hear this and they're like no you don't <laughs> like rich people how dare you
1: yeah Here's- i mean it's just a matter i mean you're just doing what it, it, I, I i think of it as like the next iterative process like generation of being an asian parent in america mm-hmm. cuz like for many of our parents we, they were immigrants that came mm-hmm. to america and the easiest and the easiest path to a quote unquote successful career is through the pipeline of education mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you got to study really hard get good grades and that's the way to get a good job mm-hmm. which for the most part is it's the safest and most clear route of obtaining success mm-hmm. but i think what a lot of uh, like immigrant parents don't understand is that the way hiring processes work in America is that it is that soft power like yep it's based on networks mm-hmm. and like whether or not <coughs> you're quote unquote like cool or a good hang
0: mm-hmm. yeah and I mean definitely a good hang that's for sure
1: right and you know my parents I don't think my parents would really understand <laughs> the value of fraternities for instance in college like frats are like that's a good point that's yeah that ultimate power of frats is like you have this initiation fee which is exclusionary because only people of a certain socioeconomic class like they can their parents can afford to pay those initiation fees and monthly dues but it's about that like so many relationships in america are just down to like arbitrary things of like oh you were in the same club as me like you're tight like it's not a matter of like good getting good grades and having good marks, I think that's the safe way. But to ascend into that, like, upper status beyond just middle management. You just and- going
0: to be chill and hang out with, <laughs> you know, I, f- I felt a little bit of that because, you know, used to go to a private preschool because there are no public preschools in in America, yeah. by the way, everyone that's like nobody tells you that. Right. So if you need childcare before the age of four, you're fucked. Right. So I remember it was so expensive. And but just because of like the neighborhood I lived in, like everyone in his class were just fucking rich as shit. And then after whatever class I would just go to their apartments and it was like a 10 million (laughs) dollar apartment in fucking Soho. And I remember walking in like why'd this bitch let me in? She was a nice person. She wasn't a bit. I was like, yeah. I'm going to steal stuff. Right. I'm definitely stealing. I'm taking all of these fucking, I don't even know what, crystal forks. Right. Going in my purse. Right. And I was like, oh, that that's like such a good point you made. It's just like proximity. Yeah. Just being in proximity, you just end up hanging out with this fucking, yeah. I don't know, this person that's like a billionaire or whatever, you know?
1: Right. And talking like this tennis, out loud, I, yeah, I feel like such a sensible, responsible dad, but you're just providing access and opportunity for Mino, you know, like ultimately he can choose to, to reject all of these um, potential lanes or avenues that you're like giving to him. Mm -hmm. But it's just that having that option available is so valuable. I agree. agree. Like, I think this is a conversation that I'm sure parents have had with their children who don't want to go to college. You know, it's like, Just get the degree, go to college. You don't have to pursue a career that requires a college degree. Mm -hmm. You can totally reject the notion of it after you have it. But should you want to that option will be available to you, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I definitely... And I just want to point out that this school, like I said in the beginning, is known for being very soft and emotion-based. So it's like, if it was like a rigid, uniform Dalton, I would (laughs) never send him there, obviously, because I'd be like, I don't even care if you let me in for free. This is not what I want to subject my son to. I'm sorry. It's going to be damaging. I also know somebody that went to Dalton, and he's so fucked up. Now, what I... Well,
1: actually, what I want to know is... How do you feel about all of it? Because I'm sure the moms there are going to be oh, I different. Th- oh, like, are you
0: kidding me? I okay. fucking love rich people. I mean, I, I you know, <laughs> ideologically, I hate them. But like, right. like talking to them, I, I think it's fun. I think it's funny because they're all mm. like in competition with each other. And then I'm like, hey, everyone, I'm wearing a plastic shirt from Amazon. <laughs> I have green hair. And then they, they don't even like. They don't even, like, see me as a person. So they're just like, who's this? I like this crazy, they're weird playing, person. Like, like, knives they're so-
1: out. But they're like, I don't trust Young Me. She's a wild card. Yeah, <laughs> Meanwhile, bad- you're scheming in the back.
0: <laughs> I will steal all of your clothes while you're in the bathroom. Um, no, they're like, who's... Why is that babysitter so drunk? I don't know, like... <laughs> They don't even I'm not even in their like lane, so right. they, they they don't fuck with me at all, obviously. I'm just okay. like, hey guys. Yeah. And also I have to say this about the like the 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 nursery school that Mina used to go where everyone was rich and we had to pay. Mm-hmm. Everybody was on so many drugs. What they say about rich people is true. They're really? fucked up all the time. Yeah.
1: Like like Valium and And like,
0: just weed vapes, just uh, fucking okay. weed vaping. <laughs> and uh, like that house that I told you that I ended up going to this million per this apartment. She yeah. Just, like i drink she was trashed and she was like you want more wine i was like yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah don't whatever yeah it'll it'll be fine yeah yeah. obviously hopefully hopefully he gets in now that i talked my shit i didn't say anything bad who cares i didn't even say the name (laughs) no one's gonna find out they're
1: gonna be like whoa you are the host of the venerable feeling asian podcast (laughs) accepted (laughs) (laughs) nice (laughs) nice
0: how are you feeling brian That was really interesting about your, your, uh, I'm glad that you said all that. That's I'm, I'm glad for your insight.
1: I don't know. I'm just, uh, it is something that I've, uh, uh, yeah, you know, I experienced that, you know, Mm. and it is like, sometimes I wonder if I've squandered that sort of opportunity. That's an insecurity of mine for Mm. sure. Where, um, I don't think my parents realized it at the time. My mom had the foresight; to, like she wanted me to make those connections. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just so happened to choose a creative career where, especially comedy, where these types of connections like aren't. It's more limited, like how beneficial they can be, mm. because in this career, like sort of the wild west, you know. And uh, I think yeah. a lot of my a lot of my peers like pursued a finance route where. Like once you go to these types of schools, you're kind of like groomed in a way to play in that space. What if Mino
0: goes into fine? (laughs) He's not. (laughs) He could. I I don't know. I oh mean, he might God, like it. <laughs> Remember, you know, on the first birthday for Koreans, they do this game where Which they put he, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. they put this rope around your head or whatever. And then you, you get used, uh, put the baby, the one year old in front of like a tray. And yeah, there's, they, like, they
1: put a ball uh, for like athletics or money for money. Money a for pencil finance, for pencil your, your, for an, an artist yeah. or academic yeah. and
0: paintbrush for artist, And yeah. like you have to put all these like things that symbolize what they're going to be as an adult. Mino took the money. <laughs>
1: That'd be so he's funny. Be That'd so, be so... I want that gonna so badly. He's going to be a
0: billionaire finance guy. And I'm going to be, gonna be pageant, so embarrassed. I'm going to be like... You're going to be
1: so embarrassed in your all Chanel outfit.
0: <laughs> My son is very rich. And he's in, you're such a disappointment to me. I thought you were going to be a starving artist. That's so or funny. a skateboarder or something. <laughs>
1: wow. That could happen. I could see it. I don't it. know. He you're seems like, to... My mom has green hair and I realized I wanted to do the complete opposite of whatever she was. So I went on to become a, a Wall Street whale.
0: <laughs> I mean, if if he is, he'll still be a nice person. Hopefully. No, I don't know. No, Wh- whatever. I think what, finance, you know, I think finance people
1: get an overly bad rap.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's many people. I think in it's not
1: the way fine. it was in the 80s, you know, yeah, like most finance people to, like, are like just nerds.
0: I feel like I know finance people and they've all been very fun. There's like, some shitty ones friends. for sure.
1: Like shitty douchey people, but that's the just what money people. does to you. Yeah. Regardless of industry. If you just Good come point. into that amount of money, you can turn into an asshole very quickly.
0: He's always going to be Mino no matter what he does. So. <laughs> How are you feeling, Brian?
1: Um. Okay, so funny thing happened recently. Uh, I made a stupid TikTok about beanies. It's oh, just it like wasn't a,
0: stupid. Well, Everyone it was, loved it.
1: Well, yeah. Anyways, it went super viral and then like this journalist at the Wall Street Journal reached out to me to wow. talk about it like their fashion arm which i didn't know they had but they do and th- the guy was like making this piece about beanies oh and then interviewed interviewed me cuz he the saw like beanie expert and it made me like, it was kind of amusing to me just like i just made this stu- i i pe- spent like 2 minutes making this stupid tiktok mm-hmm. and then here is this prestigious publication like someone with a journalism degree is like i'm reaching out to me like probing me about the inspiration for this tiktok and i'm like media is a wacky place man
0: media (laughs) is wacky that's so funny congrats
1: oh god. but i mean
0: you are the obviously what the video the thing is like when stuff goes viral i have i'm always like okay you've done so many of these at this point yeah but it struck a nerve i'm like I'm like well, I kind of react the same way like why is everyone watching this but I'm like there was obviously something you said that's like very right struck a nerve and no one's you know talks about it so like you are the expert.
1: It's just funny. It
0: was a very f- smart joke it was really funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um but yeah that's what so that was that, that was just like a funny happenstance I'm like I can't believe I'm fucking talking to a journalist about a TikTok that I made.
0: You're like, the journalist is like, as the beanie expert, what do you have to say about beanies, Brian Park? Oh, Brian gosh. Park, beanie expert.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. But I am feeling I feel so relieved and so I am I feel normalized and uh, back at equilibrium now. Because the past two weeks have been tremendously busy in a good way uh-huh. for me. Um, You know, I had this like uh, uh, I was just busy with acting projects where I didn't even have any days in between Mm. and in conjunction. And in addition, we had the podcast and uh, I just found myself slammed like every day, Mm -hmm. like going to bed super early so I could wake up at 630 in the morning and make like early call times and stuff. And it's just a mode where uh i disassociate kind of like i don't even have my room was a mess i didn't because i would just come home shower eat and then go to sleep and then rinse wash repeat Mm -hmm. and this is when i had a bunch of panic attacks Mm because i was like on overdrive and then any little time i had to myself is when i spiraled and uh i finally completed my uh last project or commitment for the time being, and it's just a huge weight off my shoulders. Oh my I God. was and I was complaining to this, uh, complaining about this to my girlfriend, who, um, yeah, it's just I think this happens to a lot of creatives where I just wish sometimes work would be spaced out. Yeah. Rather than why does everything happen all at the goddamn same time? <laughs>
0: I don't know. Oh, you were talking about that last week, too. You yeah. were like, why, did, why, does I have, why do I have everything right now? Yeah. Did you, like, after you were finished with the last thing, did you just, like, sleep forever? Or what did you do to relax? Did you go uh, to take a bath or something?
1: No, no, yeah, no. I, I, It was just so nice, like, just to have the option to, like, have a slow day. Mm. So needed. I feel so great now. Because the last two weeks, I was so frantic and... Yeah, my brain feels at ease now. And Mm. that's just generally how I'm feeling.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. (laughs) Oh, man. I I also feel like whenever I do, (laughs) I was like, I know how you feel. Because whenever I do one thing that takes me 15 minutes, I'm like, I, I sure did it. Now it's time to drink a beer and lay down for a day. <laughs> I finished this fifteen minute thing, yeah, right it feels so good It what? feels so good yeah
1: you know i'm a I'm on a freelancer schedule i'm a freelancer mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i i don't know i- i don't know if it's inordinately and like maybe I'm just being kind of uh what is it not that tenacious because mm. I've been on a freelancer schedule for a while at this point Mm -hmm. where I used to do that whole corporate work life thing where you go in every day day, from 9 to 7 p.m. Mm. And I'm like, maybe I just did that. I just did that for two weeks and I feel like my life is falling apart, (laughs) you know?
0: I have to say that um, that, you know, 9 to 5 work schedule is abusive. It's like, (laughs) it's too much. You don't have time for anything. Right. Yeah, it's like, I don't think we should all yeah you know obviously you know during the pandemic i was working eight hours a day or something yeah um and it, it just becomes like crazy you know
1: but this is how this is my evil me mm. i've had conversations with my friends lately about how the work-life balance in america is just so fucked because mm-hmm. it's this pervasive feeling amongst a lot of younger people that you're just overworked and mm-hmm. like just being Grinded it into dust because mm-hmm. you're just mm-hmm. so tired. And how in Europe, I don't know if it's actually the case, it seems to be, but in Europe, they have a better work life balance because they take like they have multiple weeks off, yeah, for holidays, isn't
0: that like two months? Something
1: crazy, yeah. The fact that I even use the language crazy, but they take long lunches, <sighs> yeah, yeah. And uh, to me, that raises complacency like, mm-hmm. how are you okay with just being. Just content, I don't give that myself I don't allow myself to do that because I'm so like ambitious.
0: you always feel like you have to do more or something I always
1: wanted I wanted to do more, but I'm like, even this podcast or anything that I do, I do it because I want to be the best at it mm, and like yeah. obtain quote unquote greatness with it, otherwise, mm. like what's the point of doing anything at all if you don't think you can be the best at what you do?
0: You know, I think that I, <laughs> I think that's like a, I agree, But I, I don't know if that's that, yeah. that's
1: definitely not healthy because I have multiple panic attacks and I yeah. fall off the wagon.
0: <laughs> I had to go to the hospital. Well, this is the thing. I think that that's a very natural instinct for humans and I think everyone has that where, whether you live in Europe or yeah. in America or Asia where I know it's like even almost worse than America, you know, the capitalistic work work mindset. Right. But that's a natural like feeling that you want you have as a human. But then the problem, I think, is if we set up life in this way, like in modern times. Yeah. It's taking advantage of that sort of drive in people to a point where it's like unhealthy. You know what I mean? Like Mm. we're supposed to like have that sort of drive and then be able to rest when we want to rest. Right. It can't be that all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Does that does that do you know what I mean? Like it's natural to feel that way To want to be the best at whatever you do yeah. right? But you, it's just like It's too extreme now I think Whereas in like we were talking about this before there Most of us don't have days off anymore We just are constantly Answering emails on the weekends I don't know one person if I emailed them On Saturday that wouldn't respond to an email Do you know what I mean? If it was work related
1: I'm just like they're so lazy
0: <laughs> But like I don't know one person who wouldn't Is what I'm saying like if you sent like a worky related email to somebody, yeah, you know they're gonna respond on Saturday, for I, sure. Yeah, I've literally, maybe every once in a while one person won't, and I'm like, oh, this person is resting. I guess what a loser. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like well, you know, like that. It's almost gotten too intense now. I think I don't know.
1: What are your hobbies? Do you pick up new hobbies, As um, of late? or skills?
0: Well, I, I always do this thing where I start and I do it for a few days or weeks. And I always think it's ADD, but then I give up. Like, I'll, you know, like I paint and I get into these like periods where I paint a lot. And then I start. I recently started doing this thing where I was going to make rugs. So I bought the whole thing. Oh. And then I tr- started making one and then I fucking forgot about it. And just sitting in my room, like the kit, things like that every once in a while. Why?
1: I quickly give up on things. Mm-hmm when once i realize that i can't be the best at it does that ever happen to you do you know what i'm saying though Uh, it's like
0: i i know what you're saying you're like because i'll
1: try something and i'll be like oh i can't this is a lot harder than i imagined it to be i can't let things just like yeah but it's so counterintuitive because in order to be the best at something, you have to suck for a really long time and be okay with it. Okay, so what it. about
0: tennis? Because I know you're great at tennis. But yeah. were you good at it from day one or how was that?
1: I honestly was.
0: So that's what I was going to say because <laughs> I feel like if you had natural like instincts and you were good at it, then that's why you stuck with it. Yeah. Right, right.
1: Same thing with stand-up. I think the mm. first open mic I did, I got oh, a laugh, but it's yeah. like delusion, you know, because you don't realize it's the Dunning-Kruger effect. Like the longer you do something and then you realize like how little you know like it, it's yeah, it's like it's, like, it's like an inverse you, parabola yeah, 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 like yeah, it yeah. dips down like like dumb people i I don't know if that language is whatever like i think it literally says dumb dumb people people. (laughs) dumb people are like people who aren't informed think they're really smart yeah but it's because they they just don't know anything
0: yeah 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 and
1: then it dips down because like the more you learn and the more informed you become
0: are you saying that you're the dumb person in this (laughs) in the dunning Kruger?
1: well that's the thing though is like when you when you're good at something that like the first time i told a joke and got a laugh i was like damn i'm really good at this I could be the best at this, and so you kept doing it. I just kept doing it, but then you know, then it was like the next thousand open mics. I ate shit, mm. but I was like clinging on to that first one. Like if I had bombed in that first open mic, mm. I don't know if I would have stuck with it.
0: I mean, I saw you recently, your last set, and it was really good. I feel like maybe you are a, kind of a natural at it, but that but no, for well, I worked. Me, yeah. the,
1: that was my entire fucking twenties. That was a shitty. That's the sad thing about comedy is like. So much of our life is spent in these, like, damp, dank basement bars that are, like, clinging on for dear life.
0: <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah. But no um, regrets. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, I always feel like I was bad at everything. Okay. <laughs> so I just kind of did it. Like I was well this is a this is a lesson. I feel like I've said this already, but like in high school, I started doing volleyball cuz or in middle school cuz all my friends were doing it and I yeah. wanted to hang out with my friends and I was I sucked. I was literally the worst one. But I just kept doing you just it. Just kept doing it. Because all my friends were doing it. And then by the time I was 16, But I how was, do you get
1: over the fact that you you're like are you aware that you're not as good as your friends while you're doing it?
0: I was I think deep down inside I was okay with the fact that I sucked at volleyball. You know, <laughs> I was like I'm I, I'm here to hang out with my friends. You right, know what I mean? Like right. I don't give a fuck if I do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, also, I'm here to get away from my parents, basically. Sure. So I didn't give a shit. Um, if it really mattered to me and I sucked, then it, it would have hurt my feelings. Like, stand up matters to me. This yeah. matters to me. And if I try, if I tried to do this, podcast or stand up, and I sucked at it, that would really bother me. But I don't care about volleyball, right? Anyway, this the lesson is: I kept doing <laughs> volleyball. By the time I was 16, I was like one of the best.
1: Whoa. Yeah. What position were you? I was not one of
0: the best. I was mediocre. But I was not bad.
1: What position were you? Were you like a I setter or a strike? Wow. And I
0: was I wasn't great. I'm going to take that back. I was just <laughs> okay. Like I was okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, sometimes I would start. I would be in the start of the game, sure. the starter. Sometimes I was the starter, sometimes I was not. But yeah. I wasn't I wasn't the back of the herd anymore. Mm. I was solidly Middle of the herd, mm. so let that be a lesson to you. If you suck at something, try really hard for six years of your childhood, and you will be okay at it. Wow,
1: There's not this, like this is
0: Ryan, who's just like great at it, and then he, you know,
1: no. Well. But then my
0: my best friend was like very gifted athletically, uh-huh. and so she was great at it from day one, and she was still way better than me at the end of all that. So, but it's like you know, whatever.
1: Right. But. It's uh, this. I feel like there's a there's a lot of parallels happening here. With I think we've solved TikTok's algorithm here because it's exactly how I feel with this. Like uh, per your recommendation and your encouragement, uh-huh. I made a TikTok because yeah. uh, why not? I'm only stifling my this podcast by not making content that could potentially reach new ears. Yeah. You know? Now, the uh, I, I I'm setting I've set aside like. I don't want to spend too much time on it, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna spend like ten minutes a day just to make a stupid fucking TikTok video. Uh-huh. And the first one I ever made went super viral, and then wow. that's but that's what I mean. That's when I'm like, oh, you me, like maybe I'm good at I'm good at this. The next, I'm on like TikTok number eight, and the the rest have bombed. What the fuck's going on? Well, wow,
0: that's like your trajectory. <laughs> you're you get you're good at it, and then.
1: <laughs> just eat, What's eat going on with eat, that? Eat dick for like the next forty.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, just like pump him out. I'm like, I don't care if anyone sees this.
1: But everyone does see it. you're good at oh, it. No,
0: I no, but I feel like you. Okay, but this is. I I think the important thing is like to answer your question. Yeah. Would I Would I be like? Do Do I keep doing something if I'm bad at it? Yes and no. <laughs> yes, I. If I If there are other ulterior motives for me to do something, I keep doing it. I don't have to be the best. I think my value and my maybe like maybe I think this is an issue you've brought up, Ryan. Like, you know, you place a lot of value on like perfectionism and being great at something. Yeah. Whereas in my value, I think lies in yes, that but to a, to the extent where if it really is something important, like I would not care if I sucked at tennis. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because like it's just like I don't care about it. You sure. Know? Sure. Yeah. So it's like that's the difference.
1: Right. But. but inherently if you do anything that means you care enough about it no like you just i mean as an
0: adult like when i started volleyball when i was 12 again it was because my friends right right but no actually i don't know right because like i sometimes sign up for like one year i did kickboxing for an entire year yeah i wasn't that great i was okay at it yeah but i was just doing it for just so i would know kickboxing let's fucking go i wasn't like i have to beat up the fucking biggest guy in here like it wasn't (laughs) you know what i mean but i did i did feel a tinge of that right like i want to be better than you know yeah but i don't know we were speaking to the wall street journal that's really funny because i also did an interview for rolling stone about what about this uh, this is about i'm not even joking about korea
1: about korean
0: culture did i tell you this about what what would i talked about so they Wait. wanted they asked they ca- they called me and they're like we saw your squid game translation okay and i was like cool and and she was like i kind of want to have a long conversation with this cultural stuff about korea oh. that people might have missed not even because of the translation but like but like what does this mean and what does this mean and so i was like that's I was so like,
1: much pressure
0: but I was just like, sh- I was just was like. Was it a panel or
1: was it just? S- you? It was just me. Wow, right let's now, I know. Was there other
0: Koreans on there so they could vouch for? I was just pulling shit out of my ass. Oh
1: my god, young me. Like
0: I was like, I know this is so bad for us, Brian. The Koreans are gonna hear and they're gonna be like, "What the fuck are you talking? What if the writer?
1: <laughs> what if they like? <laughs> Hyuk,
0: he's like, what the fuck is this bitch talking uh, oh, about?
1: Oh, so, so it was a Korean journalist who's interviewing you.
0: No, no, she wasn't Korean. It was American. And so I was like, well, I was like I brought up like Hungbu and Norbu, like the evil brother, good brother, mm. like how there's like aspects of that in the two characters. Okay. That's that's like that's true.
1: More than I know, yeah. And that then, sounds right.
0: Yeah, and then um you know, these other like Korean folk tales that are like very deep rooted beliefs in Korea. Right. There's been a long history in Korean theater that like the bad guy in traditional theater is usually, you know, like a representative of like an oppressive, uh, rich elite person. Mm. That's like a big theme in Korean culture. Mm. You know, for thousands of years I brought that up.
1: Mm. I think
0: I did okay. I, I did say it like I'm not this is my interpretation.
1: Right. So I think you, I think you that sound that all sounds spot on.
0: Yeah, I'm just like this is stuff that Korean people just know and they they probably saw that in Squid Game, but Right. If you, you know, never grew up hearing these stories, you wouldn't see those parallels. But I do think it's funny how we are the people now talking to (laughs) magazines. To to
1: big media. It's
0: like we keep saying, don't listen to us. (laughs) We don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) And people are like, tell us what you think.
1: (laughs) Wow. Look at us. We're in bed with big media,
0: we're failing upwards. (laughs) I'm sending my son to private school oh my god <laughs> really moving up this la- moving up this uh ladder here
1: oh guys you sip from a mason jar cup
0: is this a flower vase what's going on here i don't know <laughs> this is very brooklyn of you to be drinking this is brian's water it's a mason jar <laughs>
1: um well, that's exciting when does it uh when does it air
0: it probably will be out by the time this episode is out if you're looking to listen to it i'm going to tag it on social media i did make a tiktok about something i discussed on the interview Mm -hmm. about this really old book that like the squid game creator was obsessed with that i found in my research Mm -hmm. and it was like anti-colonialism message about you know because of imperial japan was like you know colonizing korea yeah at that point so he's was very affected by this book which he ah. mentions over and over again in the show
1: well i'm looking forward to seeing it
0: yeah hopefully i don't get it i didn't fuck it up <laughs> <laughs> koreans are like i don't think this person's korean i think she made it
1: oh <laughs> she's my, just making no, up words what if i made angry. up
0: words and i was just like it's bang dong sick <laughs> 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 i just done that and just fuck with them <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a bit
0: it's a bit I was a doing bit. A, bit. a bit I don't I'm Korean I don't know anything about Korea that's my bit it's a <laughs> the bit. entire thing was a joke everyone
1: if I was that famous yeah where you, it just becomes an everyday occurrence that you're being interviewed for I don't know like media publications by media publications yeah just to like troll them just say like pull shit out of your fucking ass just <laughs> like I can't believe you're printing this this yeah. is ridiculous i'm yeah. gonna start
0: doing that if i become famous and it's like some annoying like a uh, person interviewer that doesn't know anything about korea i'm gonna just make up stuff like in korea bang dong sick uh, requires <laughs> that you sit outside while i'm talking so can you <laughs> just say shit like that can we
1: just title that our episode bang dong sick bang dong sick
0: Sick. No, in Korea, that's called bangdong sick, just with a really American accent. Bangdong sick.
1: Bangdong sick. People think it's an allegory for overcoming adversity in the face of your parents' trauma, but it's actually a, a popular panchan dish.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh God well oh God. i think that wraps up our episode yep. our solo episode yeah
0: i think that was great i'm glad that we got a chance to catch up with each other and bang dong sick
1: bang dong sick and we have some amazing guests lined up for you in the coming weeks so thank you again for your support everyone mm-hmm. young me where can uh, our listeners find you online
0: Um uh, ym mayor and then tiktok Youngme mayor how about you brian
1: at It's Brian Park, and I have a TikTok, and that is also at It's Brian Park. It's good. And follow our Feeling Asian podcast on socials. We're on YouTube, we're on TikTok. Follow our Instagram. Feeling and Asian podcast. I think that's it. Bye. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. See you.